I don't think anyone can say that video marketing is not necessary. I think everyone yeah. realizes now every platform requires video or wants video or prioritizes video. So people come to me and they say like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Let's do this. So I purchased the perfect ring light and I got a new phone and I also bought this app that helps me edit it. And then I also purchased this copywriting AI tool that can write the scripts. For me. And then I also got the microphone. Just record the freaking video. Hey, babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon to be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper, if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today because I have the video queen, Donna, here today. And we are going to wrap about all things video so you guys can get your booties on video. So Donna, welcome <laughs> to the show. I'd love to tell my audience I, who you are and what you do. Oh, my gosh. You know why I love you immediately, Jillian, is you're a fast talker like me. So I'm, yes. in, I'm like in. I'm in. I am so energized. Um, so I am a video coach and a personal brand strategist. I'm a former casting director. That's what I did for 15 years. So funny. I was just creating a TikTok talking about the casting side and like child actors. Cause that's what I did. I worked with child actors and I discovered a ton of Disney and Nickelodeon stars. And then I was an agent for a year, a talent agent representing actors until 2017 when I started my own business. And did you know, like Zach Efron when he was a kid. Yes. Like, I'm obsessed with him. I mean, who isn't? Oh my God. I'm like, so I don't know obsessed. anyone that isn't, including men. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. He's so beautiful. Oh um, yes, I did that whole, I was like around that whole time, right? Like the Selena Gomez time and, and high school musical and all of that. So it was, it was a good, it was a great experience, but yeah. um, it never really fully gave me that like, inspiration, passion, motivation that I thought I should have in a career. Mm -hmm. And I only realized that when I got a little older and especially after I had my, my second kid, I was like, what the F am I doing in this business? <laughs> yeah. um, and I was actually just like thinking about this and talking about it because, you know, all this stuff is coming out with these former child actors and their bad experiences. And I'm like, thank God I got out of there because it is really a challenging world. Um, but anyway, I started my own business working with actors and helping actors and their parents, mostly ch child actors, kind of get in the industry in a safe way and figure out how to kind of navigate. And I grew my entire business via organic social media marketing. That's mm -hmm. all I did. I didn't have a business coach. I didn't know what anything was in terms of like funnels or any of that. I just literally started showing up on Instagram. I created a new Instagram for the business and I was started showing up on stories and my business really grew. So then girlfriends of mine 
would start to ask me, Hey, I want to start this business. I want to do this. How do you do this? How do you get on stories? What do you do? What do you talk about? And right before the pandemic, I kind of ripped the bandaid and said, I don't want to work with actors anymore. I only want to work with entrepreneurs, small business owners to really help them shine online. And it was perfect timing because the pandemic killed the industry. I wouldn't have had work anyway. And then of course, everyone started their home business or whatever, right around then too. Yeah. Oh my God. So we actually have so much in common. So very similar to you. I built my entire business organically. I don't have a website. I've never ran an ad. I did not know what I was doing, but just like you, I lost my multiple six figure job during the pandemic, 22 years. And I came online, did not know what I was doing. I started a Facebook group literally because all of my friends were in network marketing and they were fucking terrible. I was like, you guys are so slimy, so sleazy. I'm getting every single message in my DM from like every girl I went to high school with. I haven't talked to you guys in like 20 years. Hey girl. Hey, I'm talking 20 years. So I'm like, I'm going to start a Facebook group and literally just tell people like you suck at sales. This is what you should be doing. And I started like putting up these little videos and literally in sales in your last business. 22 years. Yeah. I was a corporate sales. That was what you were doing. Sales. Yeah. Sales. I was a corporate sales trainer. I led a sales team. So that's what I did for 22 years. So I just started literally just like putting up these little like four or five minute videos in like one by one people were like, um, how do I hire you? Yeah. What do I do? Like, and that's exactly, literally, it sounds exactly what happened to you. And like organically it just grew and grew and grew. Now I've helped over 500 entrepreneurs, but just like you, it was like, I had a God given talent and people literally were like, how do I hire you? Yeah. It's interesting what happens. Like, I think too many people overthink starting the business. Just started. I'm glad. And maybe you're the same. I'm glad that I didn't have all the knowledge that I have now, because if yes. I did know everything about like training sites and courses and memberships and funnels and the email list, I, I don't think I would have started. I would have been too overwhelmed. I would have been so overwhelmed. I literally just went into my Facebook group and just like started doing videos. I mean, literally like my mom would like watch my sister, like yeah. nobody even like knew I announced it. on Facebook too. I had a hunt. This is so funny. I had a hundred and three degree fever. I was so sick in bed, but I was like having one of those rock bottom moments, you know, where mm-hmm. you're like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and that's why I started my business in 2017. I just went on Facebook because I didn't use Instagram. Well, yeah. Instagram at that time, like was just pictures of my kids. Yes. And so I went on Facebook where I had my network and I said, I'm starting a business. And I got a client that day. Yeah. Oh my God. Same thing. So I was a fitness competitor. I had a big Instagram following from that, but I remember I lost my corporate job. My boyfriend and I went for a bike ride. I literally sat on the grass and I like went live on Facebook and I'm like, okay, I lost my job after 22 years. This is what I'm going to do. Like, if you guys need help in sales, like send me a message. And it was literally the same type of thing. So I love what you just said about like, so many people are just doing all the things because they're actually learning way too much. So let's actually start right there because my audience is a lot of newer entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and I know they're listening to this right now and they're like, uh, Jill and Donna just totally fucking called me out. You are just doing too many things and that's why you're actually not doing Doing anything at all. Yeah. Let's start right there. Well, what I notice is clients that hire me are really, you know, they know that video. I mean, I don't think anyone can say that video marketing is not necessary. I think everyone realizes now every platform requires video or wants video or prioritizes video. So people come to me and they say like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Let's do this. So I purchased the perfect ring light and I got a new phone and I also bought this app that helps me edit it. And then I also purchased this copywriting AI tool that can write the scripts. And then I also got the microphone just record the freaking video. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the videos that do the best are the ones where they're on the fly and you just share your thoughts. And so people are really in their heads. And that's not just with video. That's, I think with 
like if you want to start a podcast, you and I have a podcast, so we get it. But so many people want to start a podcast. What do you think they do? They go down the YouTube rabbit hole of how to start a podcast. They buy a course on how to start a podcast. They they buy books. About, get a microphone, plug it into your computer and speak. That's all it is. Just hit it. Like literally, you guys, I told my OBM, I was like, I want to start a podcast. She was like, okay, start a podcast. I literally bought a microphone. The first one was shitty. So if you guys have listened to my first 10 episodes, they were shitty because my microphone sucked. Then yeah. I got a then I got a better one. Like we've evolved as the podcast has gone on. And like literally, I just like did the damn thing. Has the podcast gotten better? Of course. But if I just would have sat and been like, which mic, what should I do? Like I would still be like spinning my wheels. Right. Totally. And like, just, just do the damn thing. The same thing with like people who come to me and they're like, Oh, I really want to start a mastermind. I really want to start a course. And then like six months later, they're like still sitting on it. It's like, I literally get an idea. I swear to God, you guys, I get an idea. I go to my Instagram stories. I'm like, I'm creating a mastermind. Like who wants to fucking come with me? I don't okay, know. When so you starts. and I are very similar, but, yeah. but most people are not action takers. I guess. No. Are you an Enneagram three? Oh my God. I, I'm an Enneagram three. Also a little bit of a seven. Same. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're literally best friends. I just, feel I know when, when's your birthday, September 7th, uh, June 11th. Okay. Oh. But I'll tell you this, like we are in the entrepreneurial space. I would say there's probably a lot of our type, Yeah. but there's also a lot of other people that are, they're not implementers. They're visionaries. They come up with the idea ideas and then they live in that idea place. And here's the problem with that is that you will always find a way to talk yourself out of it. Right. Yeah. There's always going to be that's like why the Mel Robbins stuff like is popular. The five, four, three, two, one. It doesn't give you the opportunity to talk yourself out of it. We can all talk ourselves out of it if we're given too much time. Mm-hmm. Here's what my suggestion is and what I think like was kind of the key for, you know, moving forward and taking action on the thing is. If you are really ready to do something and, you know, Jill, I don't know if if you struggled with this in any way, but I I'm launching, you know, I just launched a course, right? Called Brand Like a Star. This is a course that I taught in real life or virtually, I should say, but live three times. It's a four, it was a four week course. I taught it three times. I do recommend if you want to do an online course to teach it live to see kind of like how it sits. And I was like, I'm ready to make it a course. So what did I do? This was earlier in 2022. So like January, I hired my website designer. So I hired her. So she created the beautiful page for it. Okay. Then I, I, I purchased this and I went and did this. And my OBM was like, Donna, where's the course? Like, (laughs) why, why aren't you actually, and I'm an action taker, right? Yeah. Here's what I realized now that the course is done. I was scared. I was truthfully scared that it was going to not sell. It was going to suck. It was going to do all these things. I didn't know what I was doing. It was new, whatever. So I personally believe that the best thing you can do is, well, recognize if you are scared that maybe you don't want to be doing that right now. Maybe you shouldn't do that right now. Wait for the timing. But also if you're scared of everything, then you're just going to have to rip the bandaid. Yeah. You're going to rip the bandaid off. I love that. Or honestly, get around people who activate you and motivate you or are in community like that, right? So maybe you are somebody who's like, well, I need someone in my life that lights a fire under me. Like get find a business mentor. I mean, find people around you that will do that. So let's talk about your zone of genius, which is getting on camera and talking, yeah. getting people confident on camera. What are some of the reasons why people are just not confident on camera? Oh my gosh. There's so many. I mean, I would like, say how long first... is the fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I would say the first... The majority 
is usually something that's pretty surface, right? It's, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. I don't like the way, um, you know, I talk. Okay. I think I sound stupid. Then the second side is, I don't think other people will like what they see. I don't want people to, you know, judge me. I'm worried about Carol, my ex-mother-in-law. I'm worried about Sue from high school. I'm worried about, you know, my current colleague. There's a lot of fear around current colleagues because a lot of people that start going on video is usually like a side hustle type of situation. Do you recommend them having a separate Instagram away from their family and friends and colleagues? Okay. So here's my answer on this. Everyone has a different perspective. My thought is this, and I did it because in 2017 or 18, actually, when I was really into my acting coaching business and I was taking off and I really wanted to start showing up more on camera, I didn't want to, in my opinion, annoy my current friends. I didn't have, I didn't have a huge audience in my current Instagram. It was really just friends. And I was like, I don't want to annoy them. I'm starting over. I'm glad I did that. I think it was the best thing I could do. Now I, I left the old Instagram behind. I stopped posting there because it's very hard to keep multiple social channels alive. And I started to make my business Instagram really everything. It's my personal and my business now. And a lot of people came on over, but yeah, it did release that fear of every single time I was posting. So I always tell my clients, if that is what's holding you back, if you can really guarantee that the reason you don't press record is because Carol or Sue or whatever, and I love how I make them like names in the Brady Bunch, but you know what I mean? Um, So the reason why, if that is really truly the reason, then let's make it as easy as possible for you. So you have two options. You either block them from seeing your stories, you know, until you get more comfortable or you start anew. And most start anew. And honestly, it's maybe the best move because then the people that follow you there, while it's it's going to be smaller audience, are truthfully following because they're interested in this content. It's not like they're just, oh God, how annoying she's showing up in this way and talking about banking. And I don't want to talk about banking, you know? Yeah, I did, I did a presentation this week. And uh, one of the things I talked about was like confidence in sales. And one of the girls was like, oh, I'm just uncomfortable talking on my stories. Like every time I talk, my mother-in-law actually comments on what I'm talking about. And she like notices like that I have spelling errors and stuff. And I was like, time out. Is your mother-in-law your ideal client? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, you have a couple options. One, you can like remove her and just say that like I have a no friends and family rule on my Instagram. You can start a new page or you can literally just like stand up and just be like, you know, you're not my ideal client, but so often we're actually hindering our businesses because we're so worried about these people. I mean, I don't even follow, like my family does not even follow me on social media because one time my younger sister, and she might listen to this podcast. I don't know. My younger sister like made a stupid fucking comment on my stories. And I literally like blocked her from me. Yeah. And I know to this day, she like, is probably like, I don't even know what Jill does because it's like, I don't need to get on my stories and be like, what is she thinking about me? Cause at the end of the day, she's not my ideal client. A hundred percent. You only want to take really the suggestions and the advice from people that you actually would want to hire you. But you know, what's interesting about this is there's a couple things here. Number one, my mom doesn't understand social media enough to understand like (laughs) how important it is to show up as yourself and be vulnerable and all those things. So she'll go on TikTok. She'll randomly see a video from June, you know, that just pops up from my videos where I'm saying I'm having a hard day. And she'll call me and be like, I don't. Are you okay today? (laughs) No, it won't even be coming from a loving place. It will be like, I don't think this is a good look. Donna, I don't think so. I think you're showing up and you're you're telling people too many you, people don't want to hire weak people. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not seeing the full picture. So there is that. And then also, I feel like if you are in any way holding back 
from being who you are because of that person, it's really you're you're letting them be your boss, right? Like you're letting them run your business. And another final thing is your sister who judged you from that one story. I have to be 100% honest. I have three sisters. Whenever they get on stories and talk to the camera, I feel cringe too. <laughs> it's it's weird when it's your family. It I is. think it's like you're too close. Yeah, my sister is super annoying when I watch her. I'm like, you're so annoying. Yeah, I'm like, you're <laughs> awkward on camera. Like, stop. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. I'll never forget. I, I did a, I did a real one time. My mom messaged me and she's like, why are you twerking on your Instagram? I'm like, you're she's so like, don't annoying. you do sales? She's like, <laughs> she's like, why are you twerking? I thought you were a sales coach. I'm like, you're so annoying. You're literally not, you're not. Twerking is part of the job, mom. Yeah. It's how <laughs> I get clients, mom. I'm also, I also moonlight mom. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so do you feel that like video also like really allows people to get to know who you are? So obviously yeah. in sales, People buy people. We talk about this all the time. But if you are just showing a picture of your cup, a picture of your planner, a picture of your sweater, people aren't actually knowing who you are. I mean, you guys are listening to this podcast right now. I guarantee you're following more in love with us than you did before you listened to this podcast. So you're actually getting to know us on this podcast. Just like you get to know people on video. So why is it so important for business and sales? Well, I always think about this like audio. Did you ever use Clubhouse? I was so overwhelmed by Clubhouse because I have like ADD, like a motherfucker. So Clubhouse was like all over the place for me. Okay. So I fell in love with Clubhouse um, January of 21. And the reason why I fell in love with it, because I felt finally connected to people. And then I realized this is so weird. I don't know them. I just hear them We talk, mm-hmm. but we're having phone calls basically every day. And my business exploded because of Clubhouse. Okay. I grew 25,000 followers on Clubhouse. My Instagram following doubled because of Clubhouse. That's I got insane. so many new clients. Why? Because They heard me speak. Well, Mm -hmm. video is literally that on crack, right? Like it's it's a double (laughs) version. And if you are talking in your in to your camera, and then what I mean by camera, I mean to your audience. If you're talking to me on your stories, I immediately feel like we're friends. I'm curious about what is going to happen with that thing that you just put in the oven. I want to know if your kid is going to be winning the baseball game today, or if the dog that you get is adorable like you thought. You know, whatever. I mean, I'm thinking of. I want to know what kind of wine you're drinking on a Saturday night or do you like sushi or whatever? I think what happens is we feel this need to kind of, I'm a business. I'm a business. I am a business. My, you know, blabbing on about my values, my thoughts, whatever. It's not really the the point. The point is that I sell pens. Mm -hmm. I sell, I sell a pen. And so who gives a shit about me? Cheers. Who gives a shit about me? And I love that you're cursing. So now I know I can. Oh yeah. Um, if, if I'm selling the pen, it doesn't matter. I want to see why this pen is the pen you need. You write it in a certain way. Da, 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 da. If at the end of the day, we only rely on the service that we provide or the, or the product that we sell, it is such an impersonal experience. Mm-hmm. And personally, as a consumer, mm-hmm. I am so influenced by those that I like. Mm-hmm. When someone that I follow and really like online talks about a product, I buy it. Like in a second, right? But if they just talked, if it was just a random ad about the product, I wouldn't. Like yesterday, do you know who Jeff Lewis is? Yeah. This is so random, but you know Jeff Lewis from flipping out and like whatever. He does the Hollywood. Okay. He has a new show on Amazon. If you haven't watched it, Hollywood House Lift. It's so good. I watched it when I had COVID, all 10 episodes. It's He's just such a good character. And he has the Sirius XM show. And I love him so much that I subscribe to Sirius XM just for his show. I don't listen to anything else, but I listen to it on my phone, on my walks. I laugh. It's great. Yesterday, 
How many times, Jillian, have you heard about Athletic Greens on your pod on different podcasts? A thousand. A million. Mm-hmm. But he talked about it yesterday. And I was like, I purchased it like in two seconds. I've yeah. heard of Athletic Greens from every single podcaster times 3000. And I've yeah. thought about it maybe. And I've gone to the website, but I purchased it yesterday because of one thing he said. That is the power yeah. of getting to know you as a person because mm-hmm. you are the influential person at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I, I just talked about this with Chris Harder. So I had Chris Harder on my podcast recently. Oh, and, amazing. Yeah. And I, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge walker. And I was telling him that like him and Lori have this backpack that they wear, these like these Ruka backpacks. And I was like, oh my God, I was following this company forever. And it wasn't until Lori started wearing this backpack that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to buy this backpack. Isn't but that I've weird? Following, I've been following this company forever. I was a fitness competitor. I, I knew this company forever, but it wasn't until I literally saw Lori put this backpack on that I was like, I'm going to buy the backpack. But that's how this is why it's so important to become the personality. We don't care about the brand. No, we care about the people behind the brand. Yes. And so TikTok um, is a perfect example. I, you know, I consult with a lot of brands on how to kind of create TikTok strategy. And these are brands that are not like young influencers. Like, for example, one of the brands is like a pavement company, like they do asphalt. Okay. This is so not like the stuff I would follow on TikTok, but at the end of the day, yes, you can do a ton of videos showing the asphalt and those will probably do well because people like to see the video of the asphalt and before and the after, but what's going to really get people to, you know, hire you guys is if we get to know who's pouring the asphalt. If we, if we feel like almost it, it goes back to like the office, remember the show, the office, I want to see the personalities. That's why I'm hiring your company. And there's, you know, this, there's this new Megan trainer song. That's like a, it's a new kind of trend. The song made you look. Okay. So it's all over TikTok, um, at least when we're recording this and, um, and there's these like two construction guys. It's a father, son, cutest guys ever. And they do these things. Oh my God. I think cuter. Okay. They, uh, have you seen Zach Efron recently, by the way? Yeah. All bulked up. He's, I know he looks amazing. Oh my God. I'm like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's happening in my body? Uh, so Am I getting old? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm getting menopause. Um, so he, so these plumber guys, not plumbers, these construction guys are doing the dance. And I'm like, I have fallen. Does that have anything to do with construction? No. no, but they're in their construction outfits and they're on their like job site and they stop to do a little Gucci song, you know, dance, fall in love. How do I hire you? Yeah, it's, it's so true. I have a one-on-one client. Her husband owns a door company and it's called Door Guru. Shout out to Kimberly Hubert. I know she's watching, listening to this podcast. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like Kimberly's husband has an amazing door company and it's because people fall in love with Darren. They literally love Darren. They love him. They love his personalities. They love him on Instagram stories and they hire him to do his doors. And it's like, it's not just about the doors because they could literally get doors from anybody. They literally hire because they're like, they're obsessed with Darren. They love his personality. And then they're like, Darren's our guy for doors. So it's also customer psychology. If you think about this, like think about high school, even if we wanted to pretend that like, we were like, no, we don't care about being part of the cool crowd. Everyone secretly wants to be involved. Maybe not the cool kids, maybe the drama kids, maybe the theater, ki- the the soccer kids, whatever. We wanted to be included. We wanted to be part of the of the crew that yeah. we thought was cool. And in my eyes, I look at social media this way too. Like Lindsay, for example, we've met through Powerhouse yeah. Women. Lindsay Schwartz. I want access to Lindsay. For like sure. I think Lindsay is awesome, and I want to be in her world. Yep. So that's why I join her programs. That's yep. why. Do you think between you and I, do you think I really 
need all the stuff. No, no. I no. want to. I don't be need the calls. Of- I don't need like the things. I don't think I want to be just- on a call. I want to exactly. I just want to be part of the world. I want to be I want to know that I'm like, you know, I've opted in to that. And if she has another conference, I want to be there and I want to know the women that are part of it, because if they like her, then I'm going to like them. And and it's really, truly about that. But if Lindsay never showed up and if Lindsay was just a person behind powerhouse women, but we never really got to know Lindsay. Yeah, it would just be another like membership. Site. Another membership. What? What yeah. is? It? It's, it's it's about what we're what we're opting into. That's it's, it, that's a great example, and that's why too, you guys. If you guys are selling memberships, you guys are selling retreats, you guys are selling programs, you guys are selling masterminds. It's all making sure that you are the personal brand behind it, and that's so key. Let guys, me ask I you have, a question though, Jillian, really yeah. fast, because you work with network marketers still, or no? Uh, not not as much. I have a few in my world. They're more the high achievers, but some. Okay. So network marketers, like this is the biggest thing. And I struggle to work with a lot of network marketers, to be honest, because it's very, it's like, it's like between you and I, like sometimes I feel like they're a little brainwashed (laughs) by the You and I, and a thousand people are listening to this podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder sometimes if they're like a little bit, you know, they're, they're being told too much information of how to show up and what to do, because how do you suggest they, like when, when it comes to like selling and showing up online, do you have them talk about the product a lot or is it really just about them? It's really about like the personal brand. Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, like, like what is a personal brand? Cause I actually do network marketing. Oh, you and do? You, yeah. So I, I do some stuff with Modair, but if okay. you actually, but I only do it I don't on. I know what Modair is, believe it or Modair not. Modair is like the liquid collagen. Oh, okay. But which is actually really interesting because most people don't know that I do it. And you don't know that I do it because I'm not jumping around with a bottle of collagen. I don't share products on my Instagram stories, right? Yeah. Once in a while, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm taking my liquid collagen today. And then people will slide into my DMs because it's just part of my what normal is that? thing. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm not like shaking a shaker bottle. I'm not like kissing my products in the morning, right? Like it's just part of my natural day because again, I'm the personal brand. Just like today, if I started selling Mary Kay, people would buy it because like I'm the brand. It's not about like just this new lipstick or makeup that I'm actually selling, right? So um, I've actually been successful in two different network marketing companies. One was Modere and then one was Amari. And it wasn't about the products. It was because people were already connected to me because I have a personal brand. And then whatever I'm talking about, it is what it is, right? So, But that's exactly like kind of what, going back to what we were talking about with Jeff Lewis and Athletic Greens, is that he could have talked about schmathletic schmeans. Like it didn't really matter (laughs) Now I had recognized Athletic Greens, but it really wasn't the fact that it was a known brand. It was his his glowing review of it, and it was an off the cuff. It wasn't an ad. It was him just chatting about it. You know, mm-hmm. I felt really truly like it was a suggestion, which is why yes, the focus needs to be on the person with a little emphasis or a little like smattering of the products. Yeah, it's so true. So I know people are going to like be obsessed with this episode. I mean, I love you even more than I did before this episode. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you, and what do you have going on? Oh my gosh. So I am all about video, getting you to become the star of your brand. My whole world is all about this idea. And I'll just end it here is talking about when I used to cast actors, I used to audition hundreds and hundreds of actors that would have the exact same script. They would have the exact same stage direction, the exact same notes. And a lot of them went to the exact same acting coach. And yet only one at the end of the day really encompasses the role. And why is that? It's because they have that what I call a pop factor, but also they are they brought themselves to the role. So for an entrepreneur or small business owner, 
when you are inundated by people doing exactly what you do online and you're surrounded by your competition, how do you stand out? How do you quote unquote pop? And so I walk you through that process. It's called the star method. It's script, test, action, red carpet. And we take you through kind of a four-step method to get you to really become the face of your brand and become the star of your brand and get on other podcasts and get out there and visibility, et cetera. So I have that course. It's called Brand Like a Star. And everything else, I have a podcast called Show Up on Video, which I should get you on there. Yes, yes. And then, yes, and then I have um, everything else. I mean, I have, I have a course called Show Up on Video. I've got so much stuff. So at this is Donna Bowling, D-A-N-A, Bowling, and Bowling like the ball. People are always like, how do you spell bowling? I'm like, really? That's the one? That's the <laughs> one? Like, that's the one that's messing you up? I'm like, I've got a lot of other names that should. Um, and then on TikTok, I'm at this is Donna Bowling as well. And then DonnaBowling.com. Amazing. You guys definitely slide into her DMs. She's absolutely incredible what she does. Obviously, she's funny as shit. Get to know her. Get to get in her world. Donna, thank you so much for being on the show today. I absolutely love you, my friend. Uh, you're adorable, Jillian. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? Or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.